But this morning, uh, thinking about, as I always do on the first Sunday of New Year's, you know, what, what do you speak about? And, and, and the typical thing people obviously look at and think about is starting off a new year with resolutions and different things that they want to place in their lives. And I, I thought about it. I was thinking about it the last couple, three weeks in preparing this sermon. I thought about a man named uh, Hernando Cortez. Uh, Hernando Cortez in 1519, the, the year 1519, way before I was born, for uh, some of you, he decided that he wanted uh, to capture the treasure of the Aztecs in Mexico, and so he took 600 men with him, and he sailed uh, to what they called the New World, uh, to the shores of Mexico, and uh, to overtake uh, and to capture all that gold from the Aztecs. Now, some of his men, some of Cortez's men, uh, didn't think that it was a mission that could be accomplished, and so he sailed with 11 boats from, from Cuba. They were loyal to Cuba, and so he sailed with those 11 boats, and some of the men didn't want to go through with the mission, so they wanted to go back to the boats and uh, make their way back uh, to where they came from. Cortez caught wind of that, and so what he ended up doing was that uh, he scuttled all of those boats except for one of them. Why did he do that? Now, he wanted to make sure that there was no going back for the men that he brought with them. What he was looking for was a 100% commitment to his venture and a 100% commitment to his vision uh, and to what he wanted to accomplish. The option of failure and turning back was not an option. He wanted to conquer his heroes or to die trying to accomplish that mission. And by him scuttling the ships, and traditionally we know that he scuttled the ships, but yet Famously, and uh, through uh, different uh, uh, ways of, of telling, retelling the event, they said that he burned the ships. And so that's what I entitled this sermon, Burn the Ships. And uh, I, you know, love to listen to music. Christian music, obviously, is uh, something that I, I listen to most often. And um, one of my favorite groups is... Um, Kings and Country, and they wrote a song entitled Burn the Ships. And so I want you to listen to a few words of verses of this, this song because it, it fits perfectly to what I want to talk about and to what I feel that we need to do as people of God if we're going to press forward into a new year there's going to have to be some things that we're going to have to do. Listen to the verses. It says, burn the ships, cut the ties, send a flare into the night, say a prayer, turn the tide, dry your tears and wave goodbye. Step into a new day. We can rise up from the dust and walk away. Some of you are already singing it while I'm reading the words, I know. And then it goes on and says, so we can dance upon a heartache, so light a match, 
Leave the past, burn the ships, and don't look back. And you see, I think that listening to these words, and this, this was written, obviously, uh, some time ago, way before New Year's, and it, it's a good thought And dealing with, uh, basically, looking at people who are dealing with hurts, dealing with things in their life that are weighing them down, that are holding them down, that they need to cut the ties to those things in order to move forward. And the point of this sermon is going to be retreat is easy when you let yourself have that option. It's easy. And as men and women of God, as Christians, what the Lord wants us to do this morning is to erase and to remove any option for retreat from our lives that would hold us back from entering into the new blessings that God wants to do in our options for retreat available. And that's kind of what this song was talking about when it says uh, to burn the ships as Cortez did. You see, we can't live on yesterday's blessings, nor should we dwell on yesterday's failures uh, and disappointments, uh, and I'm sure there are many of both to think about. This is the time, as the song says, to light a match, leave the past, burn the ships, and don't look back and look to a brighter and better future in the things of God. In Philippians chapter number 3, the Apostle Paul gives us this understanding and this uh, through, through the Word of God. And this is what he writes in verses 13 and 14. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ. And what Paul is saying here is that every day should be a new day of brand new beginnings in Christ Jesus. It's the same thing the lyrics of this song speak to us about. Forgetting the things of the past, even though we haven't achieved everything, we wanted to let go and move forward for the goal, for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So, number one, burn the ships and cut the ties. Anybody who's been on a boat, you know what the first thing you have to do? is You have to release the lines, not the rope, the lines, from uh, the cleat that's holding that boat to the dock. So you have to cut the lines, let, release it so the boat can begin to go on its journey. Hanging on and holding on and dwelling on the past is like clean air moving through a dirty filter. Those of you, obviously, forced air heating, we have that here. We have to change our filters constantly because of the dirt in the air that clogs them up, and we have to change them. And if you've ever done that in your home, some of you have, haven't done that for, for two, three, four years, 
fire hazard. You pull it out and you can see that when you first put it in, it was clean. Whatever it was, it was metal, it was clean metal, or paper, it was clean paper looking. But now over that past year or so, it's gotten dirty, it's gotten, the, the, the filtration system has gotten clogged, and even though clean air wants to come through that filter, it struggles, and what comes out is not really the clean air, but it, it is uh, defiled air. It's not as clean as it should be. And that's what happens with you and I as Christians, that when we hold on to the past and we don't allow God to allow us to cut the ties to the old things that have held us down, that have caused us heartache uh, and move forward, then we are not able or we're not experiencing the best that God has for our lives. And the only way for our lives to be cleansed and purified so we can move forward in the things of God is to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us daily, to deal with our lives, to bring conviction if that's necessary so that we can let go of those old things that are holding us back and move forward into the destiny. David asked God to help him cut the ties with his old ways in Psalms 51 and in verse 10. He cries out to God and he says, create in me a clean heart. He wanted to be clean. He was tired of those old things that were holding him back from knowing more of God or stepping into new things that God had for him. And in order for that to happen, he needed a clean heart. That filtration system, that spiritual filtration system in his life had to be changed. And the only way it could be done was through a relationship with Jesus Christ. And he goes on and says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. You see, this morning, God wants for every single one of us here today, he wants to create a newness in each one of our lives, a, a cleanness uh, from, from the old things uh, that maybe last year were polluting our lives, that maybe last year was holding us back. Cut the ties in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And in verse 16, the first part of that scripture, it reads like this. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So what I'm hearing here this morning is that it's not an all-in-one done process, but it's a day-by-day -day process. Those of you that are old enough to remember the song, Day by Day, Day by Day, Lord, I pray, Every single day. Was that the mamas and the papas? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, some of you are looking at me like, oh, what? Who's mama? Who's papa? <laughs> Every day, that cleansing needs to take place in our lives. Not, so, some of us think, oh, well, if it hasn't happened, now it's never going to happen. Don't give in. 
cut the ties to those old things and let God daily begin to work in your life and cleanse you because the devil's a liar. And he wants us to think that just because there still may be some things that aren't right, we should throw in the towel and quit. But we shouldn't do that. We should let God continue the process in our lives. It's always God's desire that we be filled with a sense of newness. And that newness takes place every day. Destiny and the freshness of what God has for us, not just on New Year's, but yet every single day, 365 days a year. God wants to do something new in our lives. He wants us to experience something fresh in our lives every single day. That's why Isaiah, the prophet, says in chapter 43, in verse 18 and 19, some of us will do good to underline, highlight, whatever it takes, this scripture, because it will get you through those difficult times when we don't want to forget. He says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, and now it will spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness uh, and the rivers in uh, the desert. You see, this morning, no matter how miserably you might have failed in life uh, or in your Christianity, it's God's desire for us to receive uh, every single day a newness uh, of forgiveness so we can move forward and experience what God has ahead for us. But for many, it's hard to forget and to cut the ties. And you keep holding on, and you've got your ship and, and the lines to your boat tied around that cleat so tight, uh, God wants you to cut them. Cut them loose. What was it last year that needs to be cut loose in your life so that you can move forward from the things of old? Psalms 103, verse 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Isn't that the opposite of what the devil says? Isn't it the opposite of what Satan lies to us about? But remember when you said this? Remember when you did this? Remember when this happened? Remember what took place over here? This is what the devil's strategy is, is to always want us to remember and not to forget those things uh, in the past. But I tell you here this morning, uh, God is a God of renewal, a God of newness and refreshing. And he says, burn the ships, uh, cut the ties, move forward so he can do something new in your life. That's the beautiful thing about being a Christian this morning. That the Lord, when 
He is a, a part of our lives, or He is the Lord, I should say, of our lives. We don't have to live through the guilt and condemnation for unachieved goals or failures that might have taken place in our lives, but yet we can move forward as Paul writes in Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Do we have any folks here today who are in Christ Jesus this morning? How about you in the tent, if there's anybody in the tent? How about you at home uh, watching online? Are you in Christ Jesus? So it says there is therefore now no condemnation who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And so he has forgotten about the past sins, failures, defeats. And if he's forgotten about them, how much more should you and I cut the ties, forget about it, and let them go? The Lord wipes the slate clean. And then the lyrics of the song says, once we understand that, and we're on our journey, when times get tough, he says, send up a flare. Send up a flare. Say a prayer. And turn the tide. Some of you folks need to send up a flare this morning because you're out in the ocean and maybe you've been drifting and maybe there's some things in your life uh, the devil has been lying to you about uh, and you've been struggling with. What you need to do, and, 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 you know, and you've, so we've all seen movies and we know when ships are, are, are out there in the ocean and they're in distress, uh, they do the mayday or they're in their lifeboats, they have their flare gun and they send up the flare. Hopefully someone would see that and rescue them. And it's the same thing that we do when we send up that spiritual flare in the form of a prayer. When we cry out to Jesus and say, God, I need help. Rescue me. He begins to transform us during that time that we cry out to him for change. That, God, I need my situation, my circumstance to change. I need my life to begin to change. The only way that's going to take place is when we cry out to Jesus Christ and say, God, I need you in my life. I can't do it by myself. I need help. Send up a flare. The tide begins to change when you do that. Circumstances begin to change in your life. Your life begins to change when you cry out to Jesus uh, in prayer and say, God, I surrender. God, I can't do this by myself anymore. I need you in my marriage. I need you in my family, God. I need you in this thing that I'm struggling with. God, I need you. Send up that flare and the tide will begin to change. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and now the new life has begun, or all things have become new. 
And that's what happens when we send up that flare and we cry out to Jesus, no matter what has taken place or what's going on, God hears our distress signal. A new creation, the old life is gone, and a new life has begun. You see, this morning, only God, through His Son, Jesus Christ, can create a sense of newness. And that happens when we surrender ourselves with an open and repentant heart. This verse that we read, 1 Corinthians 5, 17, just doesn't mean that our sins have been forgiven and that's the end of it, although that's what it does mean. But it goes on, it means much more. It means that he continues to work his truth out in our lives and makes that newness a reality. A reality, a new life. Do you remember when you first gave your life to Jesus Christ? And uh, that very next day you woke up and you go, man, what happened? I don't want to do the things I used to do anymore. I don't want to go to the places I used to go anymore. What's taking place? I'll tell you what's taking place. You cried out to Jesus. Uh, he started to work in your life, and the newness uh, of life is realized. You realize things have changed and are changing. So the question, when you send up that flare and you need to be rescued, you need the tide to turn a new transforming work in your life. In what area this year do you want that to take place? Ask yourself that question. What circumstances in your life have been taking place or are taking place that you now feel you know you're uncomfortable with? What area, what problem in your life have you given up Asking God, you've given up hope in what area in your life that maybe those habits uh, are destroying you, your family, and you're crying out, God, I need help, and you're sending up a flare. Maybe it's in the area of your emotions, and you need to be healed because I guarantee you 2020 has been an overwhelmingly emotional year for so many in so many different ways. And you need God to heal you from that. Maybe you need, you're sending up a flare and you're crying out for help and distress because you're having trouble forgiving someone and you want to reach out and restore that relationship and that area, an addiction, an area in your life. It's controlling you, a trial, a burden that you can't seem to break through in, and it's been after you this past year and the year prior to that, and you say, God, I'm sending up a flare because I'm tired and I need help in this area. Could be the negative things the devil keeps speaking to you about yourself. The devil keeps telling you, you're still a bum, you'll always be a bum. 
You'll never accomplish anything. You'll never do anything. You'll never be any better. You'll never, you'll never do what, what God says he wants you to do. You cannot accomplish those things. Well, this morning, send up a flare because the devil's a liar. He's going to do what God, God's going to do what he says he will accomplish in his word for your life. And one of the God's principles concerning turning the tide, those new things that he wants to do in your life, one of the guiding principles is not to walk or to live in condemnation and guilt, but cry out to God. Ask him for direction in your life. And then lastly, the song goes on and says, don't get arrested. Now, I like that one because I don't want to be arrested. <laughs> Guarantee you there's a whole lot of folks New Year's Eve that got arrested. All over the world, all over this country, they got arrested. What do I mean by that? The lyrics say this. Don't let it arrest you. What? This fear. This fear of failing. Too many times we allow fear to arrest us, to, that word arrest means to take into control of, under the authority of. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul writes in verse 6 and 7, in nothing, nothing, say that word with me, nothing. All right, so we know that clearly, nothing. And nothing be anxious or fearful, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then what happens after you do that? And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And God has reminded me at this point, which I failed to do at the beginning before I started preaching, we really appreciated the ladies' worship service this morning. They did an awesome job. Thank you so much. You girls, you killed it. You did. Did a good job. Amen. Not that we're going to get rid of the band. Maybe. I don't know. But no, no, we're not. But they did a great job. Thank you so much for all the hard work and practice. You guys, you did awesome. So Paul says, in nothing be fearful or be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication. You see, don't let fear arrest you. Don't let it keep you from stepping out in faith, getting out of the boat like Peter did, and uh, trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. And what that means is that we have to allow Jesus into that area in our lives that maybe the enemy has struck fear in. Is there an area in your life this morning that the enemy has caused you to fear that it's always going to be like this. 
So don't even try something new. You can't accomplish this, so don't even step out and try in faith. The lyrics of the song says, don't let it arrest you. Don't let fear grip your life. But step out in faith and let Jesus into that part of your life and trust him to do what he says he wants to do for you this year. I would like the girls, if they could, to to come this morning as we prepare or whoever it's going to be for our altar call this morning. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, and in verse 7, Paul writes to Timothy, and he tells him, Listen, Timothy, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear or fearfulness, but a power of love and right thinking, a sound mind. A sound mind. You see, this morning, whatever the situation in your life, no matter what it is, circumstance, don't be afraid. Acknowledge it before God because when you acknowledge that, you send up a flare. God becomes in and gets involved in your life, cuts the ties to that fear, no longer controls you, no longer are you under arrest to that spirit of fear, but now you have a right thinking. And now, God is able to guide you and to lead you in the way you need to go. And you'll overcome whatever it is that's holding you back because of fear. Tell him what you need, what you want, what's going on in your life. And he'll come and help. The lyrics to that song go on and say, and if you need a refuge, I will be right here until the end. Wow. Refuge, a place of security, a fortress, protection. In Psalms 9, in verse 9 and 10, The psalmist writes and says, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. You see, this morning... Don't let fear arrest you, but step out in faith. And if you need a refuge during that time of struggle and that time of hardship, God will be that place of security in your life until the end, until it's finished and you've broken through this morning. Don't be afraid. Don't chain, don't stay chained to those things from the past. Those things that you want to be released from. Don't be afraid to fight. It's going to take a fight to follow Jesus 
again, day by day. It may not come in an instant. You may not realize what you're expecting from God tomorrow or the next day. But you can start the journey now. You can start with a new mindset. Start with a new understanding with Him, with that freedom in your life. So, what it says, the song, light a match. Burn the ships. Will it burn? Yeah, it's going to burn. It's going to burn. It's going to burn. Burn the ships. Takes a little time. Takes a little time. Day by day. Day by day. You get the point. Cut the ties. There you go. See, I told you it takes some time. Move forward. And it says, don't look back. Don't look back. What shall we say then, Paul asks in Romans 8.31? If God is for us, who can never be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for all of us, won't he also give us everything else? Are you willing this morning to burn the ships, cut the ties, and don't look back? Let's bow our heads for a few moments.